the Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 5, Episode 4, Ceasefire. The original air date for this episode was October 9th, 1989. It was directed by William Garrity, who did Gold Rush. And it was written by Chris Haddock, who has done good stuff so far. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we discuss this episode in brief? Um, in this episode, uh, MacGyver, while working with a delegation for peace talks between two Arab nations, right. gets accused of being an assassin Uh-oh. and is on the run. Um, and this also marks the introduction of another recurring character on the show, Lisa yes. Woodman. Blossom. Yes. Maya Bialik, <laughs> who played Blossom. She's on, she's on Big Bang. Right now, mm-hmm. and uh, she has two more episodes after this one. Um, where does this episode start? We start up at a gondola. Right. Um, although MacGyver does at one point call it a gondola. Yeah, he does. <laughs> um, I don't know what the proper pronunciation of I it is. I think it's gondola. I say gondola. Yeah. But uh, I'm an uncultured swine. And that's so. true, you are. <laughs> I've always told people that about you. <laughs> I'm like... It's me. It, the podcast is me and this uncultured swine talking about MacGyver. <laughs> uh, but at least I offer a different perspective. Yeah. <laughs> the uncultured perspective. So he gets off the gondola. Yeah. And then he uh, heads up to this building where these peace talks are taking place. Yeah. He, he's coming down and we have like a moment with the, the conductor, Danielle. Right. Um, and where she, he, he says something to her that I, I thought was suspicious right off the bat. Mm-hmm. When he says like, oh, no, I requested this assignment. Yeah. I was like, that's going to come back to bite him. But mm-hmm. he said that. Um, but Because that makes him look suspicious. Exactly, yeah. Um, but the building that they're having these talks in, does it look to you like the building from GX1 where Nikki was flirting with Helmet in the parking lot? Oh. I think it's the same building. At, le- at least looks very similar. I, You know, because we're seeing it at a different angle. Yeah. Um, I don't recall. Um. But I bet probably why not? Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't it be? Yeah, but because it's definitely from a Canada season if it's got Nikki in it. So, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm pretty sure it is the same building. And uh, yeah, so he rides the the gondola down, and I th- I thought Danielle was being like this red herring because she's asking an awful lot of yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and so the the two nations that are having this discussion are the some sem- uh, sorry I keep. They, they use these names. Samandian? Samadian. Samadian, sorry. Um, and the Asmirs. Yeah. So uh, MacGyver is heading down to the uh, Samadian HQ right. to bring their most recent like proposal back down from the Asmirs. Because right. like, they're, they're super far away from each other. They don't want to be near each other. Um, probably for security. Sure. Um, and so... MacGyver enters a room where Pete's already in negotiations with uh, uh, President Habad, uh, his Ministry of Defense, Yanov, and this guy named Walker, who just seems to be like an arbitrator or yeah. a neutral party of some kind. We never we never find out his official capacity or. Right. But he, his the actor's name is Alan Lysel, and he's been on the show a bunch of times mm-hmm. as different characters. Um, and but he seems to be like the one who's kind of spearheading this discussion. Right. Uh, so as MacGyver comes in, uh, brings them the new proposal and basically the Asmirs are agreeing to the proposal as is with two problems that 
they withdraw troops from both sides. Right. Like, not just, like, you withdraw your troops first. Yeah. It's like, no, we both we both back down. Yeah. Um, it's a condition of the treaty. Yeah. And, and uh, Yanif, the Ministry of Defense, is immediately upset by this. And even right. Chabad kind of seems like, uh, I don't know if I'm willing to do that quite yeah, yet. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about this. But yeah. Yanif, the actor playing him, is uh, Eli Danker, mm-hmm. who plays a bizarrely similar character on the West Wing. Oh, yeah? So there's an episode that involves having peace talks, and they go to Camp David, and it's the Israeli and Palestinian prime ministers, and Eli Danker plays the defense minister of Israel. Mm. He's playing uh, Doron Mazer, but it's like the exact same character. It's season six, episode two of Burnham Wood. And I think he Burnham is Wood. Israeli too, right? Right, and but he's he's playing like the exact same part of like, the guy who's kind of convincing his prime minister that they're getting the, the bad end of this deal. Yeah, and it's a mistake. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Abad talks with his advisors, Yanov included, yeah. um, to the aside, and uh, Yanov, again, does not want him to sign the treaty. Uh, and, But Abad says, you know, maybe it's time. We've, we've been talking, we've worked out a lot of problems, so maybe it's time for peace. And so Yanov is immediately displeased. And as Habad is talking to Pete, like, yeah, I think we'll sign once we get things cleaned up. Yanov kind of like suspiciously whispers to a guy who then immediately leaves the leaves room. Leaves the room, yeah. And MacGyver's kind of like, what's going on here? Uh, and so as they, dis- they adjourn out to the patio for lunch, which I guess this place is actually a restaurant. Yeah. As we'll come to see later. Uh uh, Yanif is like, oh, don't put up any umbrellas. No obstructions from this beautiful view. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and MacGyver watches his goons kind of go to a car, pull out a very large briefcase, and then walk out into the woods. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I know what's happening yeah. here. Um, Here's where he should have run back to the building and said, get the president inside. Yeah, exactly. Assassins are headed into the woods, but instead he's like, I bet I could tackle that guy before he gets a shot off. Mm-hmm. One millisecond before he gets a shot off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that was... This whole thing was... Because he, if he told Pete... Pete, I think there might be a security issue. They would never go outside. They would yeah. lock the place down and search the woods for assassins. Because Pete trusts MacGyver's judgment enough to go, Okay, Yeah. tell me what's going on and we'll, we'll lock this place down. Like That's all you have to do, MacGyver. Yeah. It's Pete, so much Pete easier. Is your but he's friend. like, no, I have to solve this with my own two hands. I yeah. can't use my voice. Ugh. So he finds the sniper taking yeah. aim at at uh, at the president at the president when How he's standing it? out on the balcony, mm-hmm. and uh, he tackles the guy just before he gets a shot off. So it fires. Yeah. He even hits like like a bottle or a something. A bottle yeah. of wine, like between the sniper and the president. I don't know why the president didn't get shot. Yeah, because it looks like from the angle that it should have got him anyway. Mm-hmm. But then everyone hits the deck up there. The The actor playing the sniper here is uh, Michael Benier, who, according to IMDb, did the voice of Olmec in <gasps> Legends of the Hidden Temple, the movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah, not the show. I okay. Was, uh, I don't know what that is. It came out in 2016. So apparently it's, I'm, I'm assuming it's like a viral video or something that someone's okay, like, wouldn't it be to. dumb if they made Legends of the Hidden Temple, the movie? Since they're rebooting everything, that's but fair. That's I don't fair. know anything about it. But he also apparently played a, a warlord in Deadpool. A warlord in Deadpool. It's not like a character named Warlord. It's like oh. just one of the warlords. You know what? I think I can think of exactly who he is. Yeah. Like, um, 
the character Francis is like selling some of the mutants in cases and then yeah. says, oh, the ship, next shipment's going to be delayed. He's like, and, I don't know why we're dealing with these mutants. Yeah, exactly. Guy. I think that must have been him. Yeah. That's the only warlord I can think yeah. of in that movie. Um, so after the shot goes off, Mac is like struggling with the guy, but then gets clocked in the head and he's yeah. down. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they By call By the time him, he wakes up, everybody's down there already. Yeah. All the bad guys. Yanif, like the guy calls into Yanif and says, uh, uh, I got my guy. My guy was down here. He yeah. saw everything. Yeah, he saw everything. And and so basically he comes down there to tell him like, yeah, we found the sniper. First they tell everyone, else, we found the sniper. We shot him. He's dead. Yeah. And they shoot MacGyver. And I don't. I can't quite remember, can't get a good grasp on what happened where somehow the bullet didn't hit him but did. Well, first he they like, throw the gun at him so yeah. that he grabs it. So now his fingerprints yeah. are all over. Like, what was the deal with that, yeah. MacGyver? Um, but he doesn't grab the trigger. He grabs the sides of the gun. Yeah. So it's like, that's when I struggled to get it away from him. If anything, I would have kept it. Yeah. Not only to and show... And run away and be like, my fingerprints aren't anywhere on the trigger. Yeah. And also, Yanif's fingerprints and the um, the sniper guy's fingerprints yeah. are also on this gun. Yeah. And one of them has a fingerprint on the trigger. Yeah. Um, but then he uh, he throws the gun back at them to distract them. And then they shoot at him while he's tripping and falling off a cliff, basically. Yeah. Um, and so he tumbles down, and they say he's dead. Uh, and they say it's MacGyver, and Pete's like, what? Yeah. Uh, as Yanov tries to explain to Pete what happened, Pete's just not buying a yeah, single Yeah, he's like, all right, I got to go down there and figure out what's going on. I got to find MacGyver. He's like, MacGyver doesn't use guns. Like, this is ridiculous. He's been trying to do this peace talk. You killed the wrong man. Um, but as they show him his bot, where the body is located, it's gone. It's gone. MacGyver's body's gone. Yeah. And so Pete is like, he's still alive. Yeah. Um, so we need to find him. He's hurt. Uh, you know, maybe we need to, uh, we at least, we need to clear him, his name at yeah. least. But so Yanef then tells his guys, find him first. Yeah. Because they're already brought in the police, and now the police are involved. They can't. But when they're having the conversation too, like they're like, no, no, you've been handling this negotiation. You need to do this. And he's like. My friend is out there, and yeah. he's been shot. Like, I need to go find him. And then Habad takes this, like, total straw man argument of, yeah. well, you know, what's more important? Uh, you finding your one friend or saving, like, the millions of lives that this peace treaty could save? And it's like, yeah. that's up to you guys. You guys sign the paper or don't yeah. sign it. Whatever. Like, that's not even my problem. I'm trying to help you. Yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't have to sign the paper in my presence. Anyone else could handle this. And it's yeah. like, well, you've been here from the beginning. I'd just be more comfortable. It's like, well, I understand you'd be more comfortable, but my friend got shot. Yeah. I'm going to go find him. Or or do the – give me 24 hours. Yeah. Just do the 24 hours deal. That always works. They always do it in the 24 hours that they're yeah. given. <laughs> but either way, yeah. the, the guy's being really unreasonable. It's like, well, you're the one who's deciding that your friend's life is worth more than all these – and it's like – All these people that you don't know. That, that you'll never meet that I'm supposed to be protecting. By just signing a piece of paper. That's mm-hmm. all I have to do to protect them. Yeah, in fact, Yanov should have gone, yeah, yeah, right, Pete, you should go. You should go help your friend. Yeah. <laughs> That's all Yanov had to do. Yeah. All his problems were solved right then and there, yeah. too. You know what? You're right. Go get your friend. We're just going to go home. No yeah. need to sign a peace treaty. Ugh. Messing everything up here. Yeah. First get an assassin who can shoot for Pete's sake. Literally. Whoa. Uh... 
So MacGyver stumbles onto uh, a school for girls. School international school for girls. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, where uh, they're all getting picked up for I guess what they call Parents Day. Yes. Um, I guess they see their parents once a year on yep. Parents Day. That's why they're going to the international school for girls. Um, and so uh, they only have to deal with their kids once a year. Yep. The only kid and that's left is uh, Lisa, who is, of course... Every parent shows up except for Lisa's parents. Yeah. Um, and Lisa, of course, is played by... Maya Bialik. Uh, who I'm sure will get on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm She's sure. hardly ever working for, like, $2 million an episode over mm-hmm. at The Big Bang Theory. Plus, she is a genius. Yeah. Literally. Uh, and... Uh, She's trying to be comforted by Blake, the headmaster, who I immediately thought was being pervy. Because it's like, oh, okay, here we go. Man alone with young yeah, underage girl. Here comes girl. the second unnecessary story. Yeah. But, you know, she's like upset that her parents are getting a divorce and they couldn't come. And Blake is actually being really genuine. He's like, whatever happens, it's not your fault, Lisa. Yeah. You have to understand that. As but like, she knows yeah. that it is her fault. Yeah. Oh, she's the worst. No, um, no but, but I, I mean, over the course of the rest of this episode, they make it very clear. It is your fault. You're not doing enough to prevent them from divorcing. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is say, I don't want you to get a yeah. divorce. They try and draw a comparison between these peace talks and yeah. her parents' divorce. And it's like, no, that's not how divorce works. <laughs> Sometimes people should get divorced. Yeah. But I was glad that Blake wasn't like super creeper. Yeah. Like he was just genuine, genuinely a good guy. Yeah. Uh, wish we would, wish we would see more of him. Yeah, but she's not interested in hearing what he has to say and yeah. kind of wanders off and then encounters MacGyver in the woods. Mm-hmm. And she has a better reaction to MacGyver than she does to the potential creeper of Blake, who again was not creeping. Because um, like he's like, oh, the police are after me. What? No, that's not what you think. They think I shot a person, a president. <laughs> and I've been. But shot. I didn't. But I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Please believe me. <laughs> he literally says that. Please believe me. Yeah. And then she gives him her scarf to cover up the blood. The blood. And MacGyver asks for her to steal a first aid kit. Yeah. And then he says he needs a place to hide. And she says, try the boathouse. Mm-hmm. It's just down the way. So we already know the rest of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> a boathouse is usually a building where you can hide. It usually has a vehicle in it. And it's usually on the water. And it's usually a boat. Yeah. <laughs> a boathouse usually is where a boat is. Right. But it's also like pay dirt for MacGyver because he'll find junk in there. Yeah. And it's like when uh, Tony Stark got abandoned in that, in that shed in Alaska or wherever in yeah. Iron Man 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, we know what he's going to do in there. There's tools. There's tools. He's going to build build Iron Man things. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Stark built this in a cave. With scraps. <laughs> With lots of scraps. <laughs> Oh, God, I love Jeff Bridges. He's wonderful. Uh, so the police arrive, and they start combing the campus. Yeah. And uh, It looks really nice at the end. They combed it up good. Yeah. <laughs> found anything yet? Nothing yet, sir? We ain't found shit. <laughs> Former guest of the show, Rob Paulson. That wasn't, he was the one who said it, though. He didn't say that line. No, he, he's one of the people who said, like, Nothing, nothing yet, yet, sir. Uh, good old Rob Paulson. Uh so uh wasn't that uh what's his name uh tulak um he's the guy from star trek tuvok tuvok tim russ tim russ there you go i think tim russ is the one who says we ain't found 
Well, I think he would have been too young. I don't know. Because in Voyager, he, he he's like... In Voyager, he's like in his 30s. That's 90s. Oh, no, he would only been 10 years younger. Maybe. Yeah, I think it is him. I do not know. Anyway. I keep thinking Voyager is like in the 2000s, but it's like, no. Star Trek was all in the 90s, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're just really, really old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was earlier today, right? The, the Next Generation started? Next Generation. I just watched it. I just watched it. Um, which is funny because I think we mentioned before on the show that, that it's airing right now. Right. Um, uh, as as uh, these episodes are being released, Next Generation has started on television. Yeah. So MacGyver's in the boathouse, and he immediately tries to escape by starting up the boat. Yeah. Um, but the boat doesn't work. The boat doesn't work. The, the spark plug is uh, broken, and, and not even plugged in. It's like inside the boat. Yeah. Like, spark unplug. It's like the guy found the broken spark plug and just went, dang it, threw it in the he boat. He threw it down and he bent it. And, <laughs> and then just left. Just yeah. left the boat. All right. Well, this boat's done. Time to get a new boat. Uh, why do they only have one boat? Why do the they have house? a boat? It's an international school for girls. Why do they have a boathouse? <laughs> girls, girls don't ride boats. Girls don't ride we boats. We learned that in the Holy Rose with the frosted windows. <laughs> so uh, the police now have moved their search into the school. Right. And they ask Yanif and his guys to start continuing to search outside. Right. And she notices them coming from inside mm-hmm. the boathouse while she's helping the guy. Yeah. Uh, so Lisa also kind of has like a little heart to heart with Mac about her parents' divorce and that MacGyver says that you should tell her how you feel, how, how you feel about this and yeah. give them the same speech you just gave me about people should work out their problems. Yeah. Not he's just like, well, I give up on this boat. And she's like, well, you can't quit. And he's yeah. like, well, you, can you, or something like that. Oh, okay. That's like, don't let your parents get divorced. It's entirely up to you. It's yeah, right yeah. on your shoulders, whether or not your parents get divorced. Mm-hmm. If you don't put enough effort into it, it's your fault that they separate. I don't care how much they hate each other. Yeah. I don't care about how much abuse your mom has been through. Mm-hmm. You need to keep these two together for <laughs> your sake. Ugh. Well, that's how it goes. Yeah. So as Yanif and his cronies approach the boathouse, Lisa comes out of the boathouse and says, you know, she's Oh, like, you scared me. Yeah, it's like, oh, you scared me. It's like, what are you doing here on this school for girls? School girl. Uh, <laughs> and anyway, the, I saw a guy in the woods over there. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she convinces, them, convinces them to go over with her, uh, giving MacGyver time to, like, weld the spark plug right. back together. And he's using some jumper cables. Do, right. He's doing a Trumbull's World arc welding with right. with electrical power they also did it in ugly duckling i think she did it to weld open the bars when she was locked in the oh, yeah, yeah. cabin god i wish that character was in more stuff yeah that was so this great. could have been her yeah she could have been the one in uh last week instead of dolphin wouldn't that have been great yeah just bring her back i think i think that character deserves they would have had more. to fly her to canada though wow they had to fly everybody to canada yeah but she was she's a socal actress <laughs> you can never leave. SoCal actresses don't move. Uh, so MacGyver's able to fix the engine, and while Lisa is kind of like distracting them with her fake location, she sees the dropped scarf with blood on it, which she tries to hide. And I was like, well, "Why don't you just leave it there? Yeah, that would that would only prove your story that MacGyver was here and not somewhere else." Yeah. Um, because they don't know it's your scarf until you take it. Yeah. 
Like, how do they know what the scarves people look like? It's just a scarf that has blood on it. And then she picks it up, and they're like, wait a minute. You didn't tell us you got close enough to get his blood on your scarf. Mm -hmm. She's like, well, we made out a bit. Yeah, what? Didn't you say that? Did I just fill that in? You filled that in, yeah. Okay. But she does lead them on a chase. um, And uh, she manages to buy enough time in the chase by jumping and going underneath obstacles that they can't uh, to get back to the boathouse. In time to kick MacGyver's Swiss Army knife into the water. Yeah. Um, and then jump in the boat. And Jen jumps in the boat, forcing MacGyver to take her along as they uh, speed off down the lake. And then he's like, why did you do that? And she's like, well, you said if I had something important to say, I had to say it. Yeah. And I have something important to say. They're going to kill the president. Yeah. Uh, it's like, why would you say that around a little girl anyway? Yeah. Well, we're like, well, we can't find MacGyver, so we're going to kill the president. Oh. Yeah. Oh, we're, she's still here. We're going to... We're going to... K-I-L-L. Wait, what grade are you in? What grade are you on? K-I-L-L <laughs> with the B-O-M. The pre- bomb, how do you spell bomb, president? Bomb, bomb. Uh, little girl, how do you spell president? <laughs> the president. And she says, oh, they're going to kill him at the top of a mountain? Because she overheard them say, we're going to bomb him at the summit. Yeah, he... he... <laughs> <laughs> well, oddly enough, it would work in both cases. <laughs> yep. Turns out it's a summit on a summit. Mm-hmm. I, I believe the words were, he won't make it to the top alive. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they get across the lake, and I don't really know where they go. All of a sudden, they're Suddenly, just... MacGyver is climbing a tower connected to the gondolas. Well, that, ha- that happens soon, but, but all of a sudden, like they're just on land, and they're running. Yeah. It's like, well, th- where does this lake open up to? Like, yeah. Like, is it just along the road or what? Uh, so she, he tells MacGyver, he tells MacGyver, MacGyver tells Lisa to find the police, the Swiss police specifically. Right. Uh, and ask to, them to get her a new army knife. Yeah. <laughs> you also owe me a knife. Here we just call them army knives. <laughs> cause, cause it's Swiss. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so MacGyver tries to steal a motorcycle, but then doesn't have to because the motorcycle owner just left the key in the ignition. Right. He doesn't have to charge it to Pete's expense account again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy said you'd pay me for my motorcycle. What? Um, so, yeah. So, he steals a motorcycle, uh, even though it's really the owner's fault for leaving the keys in there. And when Lisa tries to tell the police officer about the bombing, he's super condescending to yeah. her. Well, hello, little What would you know about an assassination? Wait, that's a pretty serious threat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so MacGyver tries to uh, cut through the woods in order to get ahead of the presidential convoy. Right. Uh, envoy or convoy? Convoy. Convoy. I would say convoy. Um, and uh, but he's not in time. Uh, they get it to the gondola first, and when Yanov pretends to do a security sweep, he actually has his guy attach a bomb to the bottom of the gondola. Right. And set it for I think it's like seven minutes. Yeah. It's like it's some it's some amount of time that. Uh, it's too much. Yeah. It's always too much time. Yeah, it could have been like two minutes or one minute. Yeah. Or um, 30 seconds. However uh, long he needed to get away is all. Yeah, necessary. exactly. How much time does it take me to walk 14 steps? Yeah. Considering uh, this is just a smoke bomb anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I thought, what? No, I said a bomb. I thought you said a smoke bomb. Why would I want a smoke bomb attached to it? I thought you were going to disappear. <laughs> Illusions, Michael. <laughs> um, okay, we're getting way off with this episode. We're getting so loopy. Uh, 
so they attach the bomb, and uh, Pete, Walker, Habad, and one extra bodyguard get and on. And Danielle, who's and, operating oh, and the Daniel gondola. Was the op- uh, who was the operator? Let me keep saying gondola. <laughs> gondola. Um, so the gondola's already on its way up, so Mac's not in time. Right. But he can see the bomb on the underside. So he knows exactly where it is. Yeah. And he starts climbing to get to them. Yeah, he um he for well first he has to get ahead of the gondola. Right. And so he like he takes the motorcycle up a mountain trail, kind of half blazing a trail and half uh following whatever leads might lead up to the tower. Sure. Usually fire roads and things that go up along those towers so they sure. can get maintenance trucks and stuff to them. Or for emergencies. Mm-hmm. Uh so uh, he's able to get to a tower, and as he starts climbing, they're taking aim at him because they think – Habad still thinks that he might be a potential assassin. Right. Um, so Lisa has convinced the police to take her to the gondola, and they, they arrest Yanif. Yeah. Like, on her word. Yeah. It's like, well, you keep an eye on him at least, but you can't take him into yeah, custody. He's, yeah, he's a defense minister of a foreign nation. You can't really arrest him. Yeah, he's got immunity. Um, well, we don't know what the rules are there. In Switzerland? Yeah. I'm sure they're, they're even Switzerland more Switzerland is notoriously strict with everyone. <laughs> That's uh, why they win all their wars. Everyone. The only winning move is not to play, ah, Pat. And yet, their whole army has ten knives. And a screwdriver. But, uh, so she gets on the radio and has to convince Habad that MacGyver helped her and that Yanif is the one who's behind everything. Right. Um... Which works. Yeah, um, Pete, Pete is begging Habad to believe him. Yeah. And so MacGyver jumps on top of the gondola car, which we'll get in the opening credits later. Right. And uh, then he leans in the window and he says, there's a bomb under the gondola. Yeah. Or gondola. <laughs> and then they decide that he needs to climb underneath and defuse it or remove it. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, so the way that they go about doing it seems weird to me. What I would have suggested was, because they have an emergency rope. Mm-hmm. That's there in case something happens. Yeah. I think what they should have done is run the emergency rope, like, tied it around one of the posts in the window, and then fed it around the side. Okay. Tied it to the opposite side, and then let enough slack so that it would hang underneath so that MacGyver could climb to the middle and deactivate the bomb. But instead, they just hang it off of one side. Right. So MacGyver has to swing up and defuse a little bit at a time every time. And even so, there were all these, like, hoops in the steel yeah. Like, like there were holes cut in the steel to make the frame lighter. Yeah. That he could have grabbed onto. Yeah. I was like But instead he was just like oh, I pulled one wire. Oh, I twisted this knot a little bit. Oh, yeah, I did this. like he's just trying to cut it loose. Yeah. Like every every time he's going, he's just going, eh, eh, swiping yeah. at the tape until it finally gives way and blows up like right at his feet. Yeah. He has no feet. Yeah. Um but then from, from where Lisa is, you can tell that the bomb did not blow up the gondola. Mm-hmm. That there's just a giant cloud of smoke where the gondola just passed by. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so... He saved the day. He saved the day. Uh, and uh, the Act 5 roundup, Lisa has somehow got her parents to come there? Yeah. To Switzerland? Well, I mean, they probably like were afraid for her life. They found out she was got roped into some presidential assassination, assassination scheme yeah. and we're like okay well we should go find her um what does this do to the peace treaty really where even though well, the... it's his own team is trying to kill him though yeah but it's because they hate the other country so much yeah 
So I was like, well, will there be a lasting peace if if the rest of the people hate yeah, us so much? If the second in command is like ready to bomb their own yeah. president to make us look bad. Um, but uh, Lisa has had a talk with her parents, and they've agreed to a ceasefire. Oh, I get it. That's why the episode is called Ceasefire. Yep. Ceasefire. You won't you. believe what you see. Ceasefire. That would be a terrible name for a toy. <laughs> Just two cars that don't even hit each other. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Crisscross successful driving near each other. All right. You've you passed successfully. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're all having lunch at the same restaurant as the Samadian uh, delegation. Which is kind of like a Camp David. Yeah. Very much like a Camp David. And uh, Lisa thanks MacGyver, and she goes back and sits down with her parents. She doesn't even invite him to lunch. Yeah. I was like, I can kind of see why, but at the same time, like, she wants some time with her parents. But this is the man who helped her. Yeah. She saved his life and their friends. At the very least, like, the dad should come over and be like, hey, what are you drinking? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, I thought that that was a little little harsh on the the old uh, MacGyver that you don't. Don't invite him to lunch. I don't know. Yeah. I like this episode because Mambialk. Mambialk. Um, <laughs> I like this episode because I just had a stroke. Sorry, what? Mambialk. Mambialk. Am I saying it right? Mambialk. Mambialk. I'm, I'm saying it right. I'm, I'm not saying, saying you it, said it wrong. I'm I just, just saying it her too name fast. sounds like you're saying a name backwards. Oh. <laughs> Um, cause I, I actually like, obviously like many people probably had a little bit of a crush on Blossom. Sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and so like, you know, this is like obviously early, her early work, but, um, but not her earliest work. No. She's already a well-known child actress by mm-hmm. this time. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a fun episode. MacGyver's on the run. Pete's got his back most of the time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I like and it. there's like pretty big stakes. Yeah, and there's a gondola. Not just the president's life, but the stake of like these two countries that are trying mm-hmm. to sign a peace treaty. But I mean, do they even mention if the treaty got signed anyway? Nope. In the fifth <laughs> no, it's really <laughs> no. just the only thing that gets resolved is her parents' divorce gets undone. Yeah. At, at least temporarily mm-hmm. until Dad gets a new secretary and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> however, that works out. And and mom stops visiting Uncle Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Why is Uncle Frank here again? <laughs> He's fixing the boat. <laughs> why do we all have boats? Because we're rich. That's why I thought at... you were at an international school. Oh, uh, yeah. But it's good. I like it. Yeah, that's a fun one. It's got good action and fun set pieces with the... As much as, like, the blue screen work is a little oh, yeah, horrendous least... on the explosion. Yeah, that that it looked like... um. Like the like a weatherman just saved the day. <laughs> <laughs> right here is where you're gonna have the explosion. Yeah, I'm seeing unusually high temperatures in the uh, about ten feet away from me. Uh, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't the best visual effect. Yeah, um, but it's still a fun action piece. Mm-hmm. Plus, like gondola, you know, it's yeah. it's very James Bond. Have we not had a gondola on this show before? Um. I don't think so. I don't remember because we've had we've, snow and mountains and stuff. But we've had we've had elevators and we've had. Uh, I don't recall a gondola before now. But yeah, it was a good episode. Mm-hmm. I think that's about it for this one, right? Yeah. 
Um, if you guys have any thoughts you'd like to share with us, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us at facebook.com slash Podcast or our website, phoenixfoundationpodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Tune in next week. We're going to cover Season 5, Episode 5, Second Chance. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.